Hello and welcome to Him Partial, the church music podcast with real stories and practical insights to help you sing like you mean it every day. I'm Mune Funka. And I'm Cara Peregrino. And today we are saying goodbye. No, this is not clickbait. We are for real. We will finish up our Hymns to Help You Pray series and we'll hear a real story about how prayer literally changed the weather. Yes, we will also get into the details of why this is our last episode, We're as sad as you are. Plus, we have a special segment of our show brought to you by you, our listeners. So make sure that you stick around to the end to hear that. Yes, and if you listened to our last episode, you know we have a new free resource that we just released called Five Tips to Help You Sing Like You Mean It Today. You can sign up for your free copy at himpartial.com. Yeah, we'll be leaving that up as well. Like that'll yeah. be a, an ongoing resource that's available for you. It's really good, I think, if I say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, we won't get into the details just now about why this is our last episode, but we did we did want to make good on our promise to finish this series, Hymns to Help You Pray. And I don't know what it is, but um, I felt like when we released the first episode, all of this all of these resources were flooding in from friends and different online personalities about prayer and it just felt like the christian world is just thinking about that right now obviously there's lots of turmoil going on in the world with new wars starting and political discord and all of that stuff and tragedies happening here in the US and stuff so i do feel like folks were encouraged to hear about praying when you find it hard and I think today we'll really just talk about, um, you know, we'll try to round out the subject a little bit more with some helpful hym- hymns in regards to yeah. prayer. Yeah, I mean, the world's not a great place right now. And uh, sometimes it's a good thing in that it drives you back to prayer. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's been stuff going on in the UK as well, but there's a media blackout on it. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's not good. Yes, yes. And if we were a political show, we would talk more about it. But we ain't. So let's sing. So, like we said, in this episode, we have a lot to pack in. Our Hymns to Help You Pray series was supposed to be four episodes, but we're now cramming it in the three worth three episodes worth into one. Uh, we still want to give you these hymns as an encouragement, and we've broken them down into a few headings. Spoiler alert, this is what those episodes are going to be called. <laughs> uh, one, um, oh, sorry, but if you haven't, first, go back and check out last week's episode where we talk about hymns that help you pray when you find it hard. This week, we're looking at remember uh, remembering who you're praying to, why we pray, and hymns that are prayers. So starting off with remembering who you are praying to, we have a few hymns. Um, For this section, we are going to look at a song called Come My Soul Thy Suit Prepare by John Newton. In Christian hymns, this is called Come My Soul Thy Plea Prepare. And I had to look up what suit meant because <laughs> I was like, why is, does it say is suit? Is not what you wear with a tie and a shirt no. and stuff, no. No, it's like your your lawsuit, like the thing you're bringing to the judge. So come my soul, thy plea prepare is actually a nice replacement for that word, but everywhere else it's suit. 
So you know, that's when- funny because I just had an epiphany, which is that that show Suits is not called Suits because they wear suits. Oh, yeah. I just realized this. <laughs> it's a show about lawyers. It's like a billion seasons long and it's it not is. very good. But like, <laughs> I just yes. realized, I was like, wait a minute. It's called Suits. <laughs> and it stars her her royal highness, uh, Meghan Markle. Formerly her royal highness. I don't know what she is now. Her She's royal her annoyingness. Royal highness, but we just said that we weren't a political podcast. So <laughs> oh, yeah, moving sorry. on swiftly. Sorry, moving on, moving on, moving on. So this hymn when sung to Vienna sounds like this. Come my soul, thy suit prepare. Jesus loves to answer prayer. He himself has bid thee pray. Rise and ask without delay. Thou art coming to a king. Large petitions with thee bring. For his grace and power are such, none can ever ask too much. With my burden I begin. Lord, remove this load of sin. Let thy blood for sinners spilt set my conscience free from guilt. Lord, I come to thee for rest. Take possession of my breast. There thy blood-bought right maintain and without rival reign. While I am a pilgrim here, let thy love my spirit cheer. As my guide, my guard, my friend, lead me to my journey's end. Show me what I have to do. Every hour my strength renew. Let me live a life of faith. Let me die thy people's death. I really like those last two lines, actually. It's so good. It's so good. I I just discovered this song when I was looking through our hymnal for this particular topic. And I know we talk about John Newton a lot on this show, but man, he is such a great hymn writer. And mm. yes, we're going to talk about him later, too. <laughs> also, like, for his grace and power such, none can ever ask too much. It's like, yes. what are you waiting for? <laughs> It's 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 such a good song, and it reminds us who we're praying to. Mm. Um, there's a book that came out a few years ago. I'm currently reading it with one of the ladies at our church, and it's called Gentle and Lowly. I love this book. I talk about it too much, but it's I'm reading it too. It's such a good book. It's such Great. a good book. It ha- it's it's a bit. It well, I don't want to say it's controversial. There was controversy around the book. Uh, which we won't get into, and I and I don't think it's warranted. But the book speaks to how our God, um, that our God, like the hymn says, is someone who we could never ask too much of, or one who loves to answer prayer, which is true. God is approachable. We can come to him, and he will lead me to my journey's end. Um, and I think that's just something that's not, we don't think about God that way sometimes because we rightly have a view of his wrath and his judgment. Those things are real. Those are real things. They're not um, not as bad as we think they are. They are as ba- They're worse than we think they are. Mm. However, in Christ, we have um, access to the character of God who is gentle and lowly. And I really do feel like this hymn really brings that to bear in how much we could trust the Lord. Yeah. John Newton seemed like um, he's one of those hymn writers that really grasped that. Like, he has some great hymns on the wrath of God and judgment and everything, but he's um, he's very balanced across his hymns. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. An honorable mention for this section is All the Way My Savior Leads Me by Jane Van Alstyne, or as she's more commonly known as, Fanny Crosby. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, the, the prayer life of Fanny Crosby was well documented. Um, and what a lovely hymn we have here to point us to the God of our prayers. Much like our first hymn, All the Way My Savior Leads Me, points to the God of our prayers as someone who can be trusted, um, who, quote, doeth all things well, and who, quote, cheers each winding path I tread. God not only hears our prayers, but he walks this life with us. This hymn will encourage you, the weary Christian, to come to him who will lead you all the way. Yep. I forgot it was this hymn, but uh, I knew it was a hymn, but um, Jesus does all things well is something that I actually quote a surprising amount <laughs> to myself, but also yeah. to other people. Like I'm like, yes. he does all things well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. If you want art on your wall in your house, get that one. Don't get live, laugh, mm-hmm. love. Get Jesus does all things well. That's a great idea. We're decorating now. So maybe I'll do that. Hey, there you go. So next we have why we pray. And this ties into who we are praying to. Um, and also into last week's episode about when you're finding it hard to pray. They're all very interconnected, yeah. all the different prayer subjects. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's all really important. So our first song for Why We Pray is one that I particularly like. It's called Prayers the Soul's Sincere Desire. And it was written by a fella called James Montgomery. And if you sing it to the tune Glasgow, it goes like this. Prayer is the soul's sincere desire, uttered or unexpressed. The motion of a hidden fire that trembles in the breast. Prayer is the simplest form of speech that infant lips can try. Prayer, the sublimest strains that reach the majesty on high. Prayer is the Christian's vital breath, the Christian's native air. His watchword at the gates of death, he enters heaven with prayer. Prayer is the contrite sinner's voice returning from his ways, while angels in their songs rejoice and cry, Behold, he prays. The saints in prayer appear as one in word and deed and mind, while with the Father and the Son sweet fellowship they find. Nor prayer is made on earth alone, the Holy Spirit pleads, and Jesus on the eternal throne for sinners intercedes. O thou by whom we come to God, the life, the truth, the way, the path of prayer thyself hast trod, Lord, teach us how to pray. It's just such a good song. (laughs) I feel like I was going to start crying. (laughs) It's beautiful. (laughs) It is. It's great. It's like prayer is the soul's sincere desire, simplest form of speech. It's the vital breath. It's the contrite sinner's voice. You know, it's just, it's lovely. But Mm. I noticed that actually that crosses over a bit with with John Newton's hymn about how heaven delights to hear sinners pray. Mm -hmm. Mm. which is really lovely. Um, 
yeah, James Montgomery was an interesting character. He was the editor of a newspaper for over 30 years, and he ended up in jail twice in two years. <laughs> once for reprinting a poem called The Fall of the Bastille, and uh, once for his coverage of a riot in Sheffield. Yeah, he's just a interesting guy. His parents were Moravians, who we've talked about before. They're a, a German missionary group. And they left him in boarding school when he was quite young and travelled to the West Indies, where they sadly died both within a year of each other. Mercy. Yeah. Anyway, he was a poet most of his life, and this is one of his best-known hymns. Um, and it, it just does have these fantastic lyrics. I love how it talks through the different aspects of prayer in each verse, like I said. Um, and he describes prayer as like the simplest form of communication and the very air that we breathe as Christians. And I think... Like, sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we're like, oh, I don't have the vocabulary to pray and I'm not as eloquent as this other person and I feel like yeah. I can't, um, in public or in private, whichever. You just kind of get a bit intimidated by other people. Yeah. And the truth is, like, it's the simplest form of communication. Yeah, you're just talking. I, I really feel like verse four was written for me, uh, where it says... Prayer is the contrite sinner's voice returning from his ways while angels in their songs rejoice and cry, behold, he prays. It's almost kind of comedic, uh, like, behold, she lives. <laughs> behold, <laughs> she prays. It's a great scene being described here. And it's really, it's really encouraging because, again, all of these topics kind of bleed in together. Mm. But when you are finding it hard to pray and you finally come to the Lord, like, it's his joy to receive your prayers and the and the mm. angels are like yay like you know she's yeah it's back. not like a oh what was that yeah mm, i haven't heard you in a while it's yeah. more kind of like a oh hey it's you yeah yeah um i think it's convicting as well it's a reminder to be in constant communion with god throughout our day I mean, yes, it's healthy to have specific time set aside with as little distraction as you can manage. But it's also good to just depend on God in the mm -hmm. small ways day by day. And it can be as simple, like I was saying, you don't have to be eloquent. It can be as simple as just like, thank you, Lord, that this thing worked out. Or as brief as, please help. <laughs> but we pray because we recognize our dependency on God. And I yeah. think it's lovely that um, Montgomery makes the point that it requires the help of the Holy Spirit mm. as well. Which is one Amen. aspect of why we pray. There are more. Um, another one is seen in a better known song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, which is my honourable mention. Um, it was written by Joseph Scriven and the best known tune is called Converse, which if you heard it, you would know it. But mm. I'm not going to sing it today because we don't have time. <laughs> I, I used to find this hymn a bit twee, actually, confession. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just because we sang it so much that it felt a little kind of Jesus my bestie. Yeah. But... When you find out that the man who wrote this lost not one, but two fiancés mere days before the weddings, like at different times, he was engaged to a girl, she drowned the day before the wedding, he was engaged to a girl, she got sick and died like a week before their wedding. Wow. Um, and then he wrote this to comfort his mother, who was lying at home sick and dying as well. Um, so you can see like he'd meant what he wrote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and what... A friend in Jesus shows us that we don't just pray because it's vital to our lives as Christians. We pray because we have confidence that will be heard and answered. This ties mm -hmm. in with um, who we pray to, the mm -hmm. idea of knowing who we pray to, of course. But the reason we pray is partly because we know who we're praying to, mm -hmm. if you see what I mean. Yeah. 
We pray because we know that we have a friend and a saviour who is willing and able to bear our burdens and comfort us and answer us in our need. And yeah, consider how comforting it is to have that assurance that should give us so much confidence just to pray. Amen. Amen. And now since you've got so many hymns on, you know, helping you pray when it's hard or reminding you who you're praying to or why we're praying to, thank you, Cara. Now it's time to just sing some hymns that are actually prayers. (laughs) Uh, I think we kind of talked about this before, but, you know, when you don't have the words to pray, you know, pray the words that someone else has written and uh, trust the Lord to intercede for you um, in that. Um, and one of my favorite hymns of all times that does this is also by John Newton. <laughs> uh, but um, it's it's the hymn, which is very long, but very honest, called I Ask the Lord That I Might Grow. And when sung to O Wally Wally, it goes like this. I ask the Lord that I might grow in faith and love and every grace might more of his salvation know and seek more earnestly his face. Twas he who taught me thus to pray, and he, I trust, has answered prayer. But it has been in such a way that almost drove me to despair. I hoped that in some favoured hour, at once he'd answer my request, and by his love's constraining power, subdue my sins and give me rest. Instead of this, he made me feel the hidden evils of my heart, and let the angry powers of hell assault my soul in every part. Yea, more, with his own hand, he seemed intent to aggravate my woe, crossed all the fair designs I schemed, humbled my heart, and laid me low. Lord, why is this? I trembling cried. Will you pursue thy worm to death? Tis in this way, the Lord replied, I answer prayer for grace and faith. These inward trials I employ, from self and pride to set thee free, and break thy schemes of earthly joy that thou mayst find thy all in me. I love this hymn so much. <laughs> I love this hymn. I love this hymn. Um, yeah, I feel like every time I sing it, it feels like a small prayer time between me and God. This is just it's such a raw prayer from the heart of someone who is asking for the Lord to grow them but really not wanting to endure the hard bits that come with that. (laughs) Which is all of us, let's be honest. We're like, Lord, I want to grow, but can you just transport me from here to there without the in-between bit? Yes, we want a pill. Um, It reminds me of this reel I saw on Instagram. It's probably on TikTok too, but I'm not on TikTok. It was someone lip singing to the Maverick City song, uh, I Want to Be Tried by Fire. Mm. And it's so funny because it's like, I want to be tried by fire. And then you see the person like, stop, like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> and then it's like purified. And they're like, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> Just like as the, the chorus keeps going, they're like starting to panic <laughs> because they realize that what they're singing is going to be painful and hard. And they're like, I do not want that. I love 
I love the reel that goes, can we skip to the good part? And then it goes, yeah. no. And then it's just the person working hard at whatever they're trying to do. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I I think that this, this John Newton hymn really speaks to a prayer that we could all pray. Let's be honest. We could all pray this prayer. Lord, give me patience. We just want the pill of patience so that when we swallow it, all of a sudden we exude patience. What mm-hmm. we receive actually is the trial <laughs> that makes us exercise patience, yes. that we have to lean on the Lord for the patience every minute. It's like we're like, I want to learn patience, but can we just, like, can I learn it just now? Immediately? Yeah, real quick. And you're like, mm, <laughs> it's not quite how patience works. <laughs> Yes, yes. It's it's totally us wanting to be refined, refined but not by fire, as the Maverick City song mm. uh, says. So some honorable mentions in this category. I have a lot of honorable mentions because I feel like this, a lot of hymns are prayers, let's be honest. Mm. Um, but some good ones are uh a hymn or a song called Christian's Daily Prayer by Sovereign Grace Music. This is a really good uh, hymn. It, it it goes from beginning to the middle to the end of the day. It's a really lovely prayer. Um, asking for the Lord to be with us through the, throughout the day. Um, Seek Ye First the Kingdom of God by Karen Lafferty. And In the Secret of His Presence by Ellen, I'm going to butcher this, Gore. Uh, and Indelible Grace has a very nice version of that hymn or that song. So those are those are most of the hymns we wanted to talk about over the next four weeks. Uh, but uh, I think it's good if we don't leave you guys without a good bit of encouragement in terms of mm-hmm. prayer. So it's story time. Today, we actually have a story from a very famous Christian who I've been calling the wrong name for weeks. I think last week, last episode, I mentioned something about D.L. Moody and uh, praying and giving in faith and stuff. And the person I actually meant was George Mueller. So I apologize. <laughs> I don't know why I get the two of them mixed up. Um, whatever. But uh, George Mueller was a Christian who is probably best known for his charitable work with orphans and his unconventional approach to provision. So he was known for not actually telling anyone about the need that he had, and then praying, and then God would miraculously provide for him. Now, we know this because he actually kept a record of all the prayers he prayed, and when they were answered. And he recorded about 50,000 prayer requests in his lifetime. That's a lot. <laughs> yes. And a significant number of those were answered the same day. Wow. Yes. So that's convicting, but don't be discouraged by that. It's okay. God doesn't <laughs> always answer that quickly. No. Um, yeah, be more encouraged by the fact that he was constant in prayer. That's what you want to emulate. Mm-hmm. Um, in one particular instance, um, he had a home for 300 orphans who would otherwise have been abandoned to the harsh reality of the workhouse because this is Victorian times. Mm-hmm. It's like um, Scrooge says in um, A Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
where his his nephew says, but they'll go to the workhouse and they'll die. And he says, let them die and decrease the surplus population. And that was kind of the um, the attitude at the time. But he, he had all these orphanages. This one had 300 children in it. It was November 1857 and the boiler malfunctioned. Oh, no. So you got three problems here. One is you need to keep 300 children from freezing. One Important. is that winter is rapidly approaching and it's November, it's cold. Mm-hmm. And the third was that the boiler was enclosed by a brick wall, which if they removed it to see what was wrong, might damage the boiler even further and then it would be no good to anyone and it oh. could take months to fix and that's not yes. good in November. No. So Miller had this dilemma, hope it sorts itself out and risk freezing everyone or get someone in to knock out the wall and take a look. And he did run through a bunch of options, but none of them were any good. So... Um, eventually he just he prayed two things first he prayed that there would be a south wind rather than a north wind during that time and secondly that the workmen he called in would actually have the motivation and the willingness to just get the job done because some things haven't changed in the last 200 years <laughs> um, so all week as he's waiting for these workmen to arrive a north wind blew so for our friends who are not in the UK, the north wind is the cold one that skirts round Russia, comes down via Siberia and then cools itself off on those lovely Norwegian fjords as if it wasn't cold <laughs> enough to begin with. So it's, it's absolutely bitter. I'm not joking you. That wind yeah. goes right through you. Yeah. So the day rolls round and the wind changes and you get this lovely sort of mild south wind coming up from the Mediterranean. And it was warm enough that they didn't actually need heating, which is a miracle in November yes. in the UK. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so in come the workmen. They knock out the wall. They find the leak. It's fixable. And it gets to the end of the day and Miller hears that their foreman has turned up, their boss. So he goes to see, you know, what's the status, how long is this going to take? And the boss says, well, the workmen can stay late today and then just come in really early tomorrow, get working. And then the workmen disagree and are like, no. So, don't worry. <laughs> this story is <laughs> a happy ending. Instead, the workmen are like, no, we want to get the job done. And we want to get it done sooner rather than later. So we'll just work through the night. Wow. And fix it up. And they do just that. And they finish the next day. And the boiler's fixed in time. And the north wind starts blowing again. And everything's good. Wow. No. God doesn't always answer prayer quite so quickly or in the specific way that we want, but he does answer. And he does yes. answer in ways that are often better than we could have hoped for or mm-hmm. expected. And I'm sure we can all think of times when God has done that in our own lives. And we'd love to hear stories of your answered prayer as well, because it's always encouraging to hear like what God's doing in other people's lives as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that story is just like such an encouragement uh, to us to keep praying, like just to pray. Like what, I mean, it sounds, it sounds dismissive, like just pray, but like what? Our, our God hears us and he, and he responds. Sometimes mm-hmm. the response is not just now, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And I think don't be discouraged by that. Cause I know we tell stories of people like Mueller, um, who prays and then, you know, Someone knocks on the door and is like, hey, I have the answer. I didn't even know you were praying for within minutes. And you're like, <laughs> yes. why doesn't that happen to me? But yeah. it just doesn't sometimes. And sometimes yeah. God takes time. And sometimes it's about relying on him in prayer until we get the answer. Yeah. 
It also is a good reminder that we should keep a record of rights, <laughs> meaning we should record all the ways God has answered prayer for us. I mean, the fact that we even know about this this prayer life that Mueller had is just because he was sitting there saying, yes, today I prayed for God to do X and X happened. Or three weeks ago, I prayed for God to do Y and Y happened. Or the answer was no, but something better came along. Like what an encouragement to look back on this kind of record on hard, in hard times. I feel like it would really help us to pray when it's hard, for example, if we yeah. had so, so, this sort of record. I mean, I don't know how it started. I don't remember. But my husband and I actually have like a, a thankfulness journal, which <sighs> isn't like one of the, the thankfulness journals that you buy in the shops. It's literally just a notebook with a date in it. And then <laughs> it's, it's anything from like really amazing answers to prayer to just, it didn't rain today, <laughs> you know, <Yes>. right? <laughs> but it's oh, such an encouragement really to look back over. Um, and you can do that. It's a really good exercise to help you be thankful. But um, you can also do that with answered prayer. And yeah. again, that's such an encouragement to look back and say, God's answered so many prayers. Oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. So if you took anything from this episode, pray. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Just and keep praying, pray. even though it's hard. Pray, pray. And I think with that, it's time for our final thoughts. So yes, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, this will unfortunately be our last episode for Him Partial. Will it be forever? We don't know. We kind of hope not. But for the time being, we can't commit to coming back. We did kind of allude to this on our Instagram live, but over the summer we came to a point where we decided that we needed to change something significantly or in the podcast. We spent hours on conference calls, we got professional consultation, um, and we decided that to continue, we needed to accomplish very specific things with the podcast. Uh, with that, we semi-rebranded, updated our show format, and committed to a certain number of episodes that would have taken season four all the way through to June. We agreed to these things with a view and a confidence that the season we had outlined and the steps we were going to take would have given you, our listeners, something you'd be excited to share with your friends and family about. And from there, word of mouth would spread. Yeah. And personally, I think our new format is uh, much more helpful. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, we put together a rebrand. Um, we created a free resource for you, five tips to help you sing like you mean it, which we will leave available because it is helpful. Um, so yep. you can still get that at himpartial.com and we'll leave all our um, episodes and everything up. Um, but we did, we planned to just keep it coming all season long for the next nearly a year. And we were absolutely pumped to start this season. Like we were so excited. Yeah. But pretty much as soon as we started, a number of things ballooned all at once and we had to make a tough decision. As you know, we have a number of commitments outside the podcast that require our attention and um, they've kind of snowballed. So they require more attention than we expected. Yeah. Uh, so Monet's husband is a pastor and that ministry pulls heavily and rightfully so on her time as well as his and not to mention like our families had major upheaval this year moving to the states and they're still in the process of settling not only into a new church but a new country 
Yeah, and also Kara uh, has recently gotten married and moved house a few times and had several bereavements in her family. Um, and more excitingly, her longstanding writing career, which she's been juggling on the side for several years, is now taking off in multiple avenues and also pulling heavily on her time. So we knew all or most of this going into the season, and we felt at the time of starting season four that we would be able to juggle everything and the show. But then we both got ill at the same time, <laughs> and we had to take a few weeks off the podcast because we were trying to recover. Uh, mostly me, I had no voice. <laughs> and then prior, all these prior engagements basically started to grow arms and legs. And we realized if we continued the show, we would have to drop the quality, uh, kind of making void all of our new and pending changes that we were uh, trying to implement to grow the show and to grow our audience. So, you know, these would have also made the show more practical and useful for all of you listeners. And eventually we hoped to monetize the podcast. Yeah, the problem is as well that um, we want to give a minimum of 100% to the podcast. Yes. Like absolute bare minimum is 100%. Yeah. And um, when we knew that we couldn't give that like we'd planned, we knew we had to be fair on you and cut our losses and stop the podcast. Because we've known other podcasts that have run in similar problems and they've just yes. kept going and the content is just not worth listening to anymore. No, no. <laughs> we didn't want to do that to you. Um yeah. Yeah, because we believe, you know, do all to the glory of God. And that means do it the best you possibly can. And we can't do it at our best. No. Um, and it's really heartbreaking for us. Like, this was really hard having this mm. conversation um, with the two of us. And we mm. did look at other ways to, like, lighten the load and maybe kind of reshuffle things. And it just, it, it's too much at the moment. Yeah. Um, and we know that this is abrupt. Um, but we also know that it's for the best. There yeah. may be a future for him partial. I certainly hope so. But like we said, we can't commit to when that will be just yeah. now. But, you know, we will let you know. We'll let you know as soon as we know, if we know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So... so no, you go. <laughs> okay. So we thought we would um, share with you some verses that, let's be honest, have been a bit of a comfort to us as well. Yeah. Um, they're from Matthew 6, 31 to 34. Do you want me to read those or would you like to? You go ahead. Okay. So Matthew 6, 31 to 34 says, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Yeah, that is quite a comfort to me because I think a lot of our planning and should we, shouldn't we kind of conversations that we've had about the podcast have really fell squarely in this in this category of being anxious anxious about 
what we hoped for the podcast, anxious for what you, our listeners, expected from us, anxious about looking like we, you know, like fools or whatever. And really, like, it's it's just a lack of trust in the Lord. He knows what we need, and what we need right now is a break. <laughs> so we hope you still find our previous episodes useful um, and that you share and comment on our posts We might not be bringing new episodes, but we'll still be on Instagram and we'll pop on to say hey and interact with you guys there. That's kind of our main area. We still have our entire catalog online, YouTube, our website, himpartial.com, get your free resource. And we are still rooting in our various churches across the world from each other for the whole church to use these resources and sing like they mean it. So with that, about two months ago, we reached out to some of our regular listeners and we asked for you to send us some feedback on video on how Impartial has encouraged you over the years. We wanted this footage to encourage new listeners that might find us and wonder why they should listen to us. (laughs) But since we're going, we just wanted to share a few of these clips with you all as a thank you and a farewell. Hi, my name's Antonio from Winchester, Indiana, and I've been listening to the podcast since around episode 10 or 11. And one thing that the podcast has really helped me with is understanding the richness and the depth behind the history of the hymns we sing, and whether they were written in times of joy or in sorrow, the hymn writers were still able to give glory to their God. Hi, I'm Gloria from New York, New York. I've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, what we now call uh, season one. Looking back, I would say that one thing that has impacted me was a series that Monet and Cara did on Providence. And I ended up uh, doing a, a small study for myself. And here I saw and was able to appreciate God's uh, providence, his plan. Hello, I am Peter from Glasgow. I've been listening to Impartial since around the very beginning, on and off. I just listened to one recently, which I wonder if you produced for myself. It was called Tips for the Tone Deaf. My wife says I'm a great singer, I just need to try different notes. But your podcast has helped me uh, to understand that I aim for beauty even though uh, I know I won't achieve it. And uh, some great tips in that episode as well. And uh, I'm always impressed with uh, the guests you have on and enjoy those episodes. So until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye. Bye. Bye.